Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Peel and Heal podcast. If you're new here and you don't know me, my name is Jess and I am your host. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in again this week because we've got a very fun, rowdy kind of episode today. I feel like my podcast, in a lot of the episodes, we talk quite deep, we get into the nitty gritty shit, but today I wanted to lighten the mood and just talk about something a little bit more fun. So recently, about a month ago, I returned back from solo backpacking Europe for three months. Obviously, being there for that long, your girl experienced some shit. She saw a lot, she experienced a lot. So I feel like I've I've got my fair share of, you know, knowledge about Europe now since I was there for such a long time. So in today's episode, I wanted to chat about the different culture shocks that I experienced when I was there. Obviously, going to a different country, especially even going to another fucking continent, it's going to be different from where you live now, like where you came from. People are going to live differently, have different standards of norma- normality. So I wanted to chat about the things that I experienced. I was a little bit like, what the fuck? I honestly have so many like things I could say. So I'm I'm gonna have to do a part two to this because I is too many to fit in one episode without you falling asleep. But yeah, I'm excited to hop on into it. But before we do that, life update as per usual. So if you listened to my last episode, you would know that your girl was in the dumps. She was feeling crazy, like very much in a spiral. I was feeling lost, scared, sad, just like my mind was going insane. I very much still feel the aspect of being lost and like not really sure what I'm doing, but I feel a lot better now, definitely, 100%. I'm feeling a lot more motivated and just happier. And I don't know if I mentioned this in my last episode, but I actually got a new job. So I'm working at a little cute groovy retail shop and I'm loving it. The people are so nice. The clothes of like the shop are great. Like I love to wear them, which makes working there, like I can work there enthusiastically because I actually like the products and I get to wear such little cute fits to work. The music is good. Like it is just really good vibes. The hours are good. So I am really enjoying that. And I feel like that's really just putting me in a good mood and just, just making me feel a lot more positive. So that is a slay. Next thing as well. So talk about getting out of your comfort zone, because if you know me, if you've been here, if you've listened to some of my episodes before, you would know that I am the literal biggest fucking advocate for pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. It changed my life. I honestly think it is the best thing you can possibly do for yourself. So on the weekend, well, hang on, backtrack, backtrack. Me and my mom, we started taking boot scooting classes together. If you don't know what that is, maybe you've heard of line dancing. If you don't know what that is, just imagine like country dancing kind of thing. That's basically what we've been doing. Um, so we, yeah, we take classes together on Wednesdays and they were doing this thing where you perform at this place called Surface Paradise. I know some people may not know where Surface Paradise is, but it, just imagine like like a little city, right? We were performing in the middle of a city, basically. So, yeah, they were doing that little performance and me and mum were like, fuck, yes, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Push ourselves out there. So we started taking lessons before I even left for Europe. But obviously, while I was in Europe, I couldn't do the dances. Like, I couldn't do the sessions. So 
by the time I came back, there was three weeks, like three classes that we could go to before the performance was on. I had work one of those nights. So I only had two classes to learn. I think it was like nine different dances before the fucking performance. Talk about stressful. Your girl was a little bit fucking stressed. Honestly, like I don't don't think I did too bad. I remembered like maybe like two of the dances that I learned like before I left for Europe but other than that literally like if the song came on I could not tell you what we were doing I'll just have to watch everybody's feet until I like picked it up because when you do boot scooting line dancing whatever it is you do like four walls so you'll stand front on do the dance that way you'll turn to your left do the dance that way you'll turn like to your left again and you basically just go around in a circle into your back facing the front if that makes sense so it's like pretty easy to pick it up once you like do it over and over and over again like the dance is it's pretty consistent so it makes it really easy to pick it up but it was such a good fucking day like I'm so glad we did that 100% pushed me out of my comfort zone pushed my mum out of her comfort zone but like it was insane how fun it was meanwhile I'm like the only young person in this group probably by like I don't even know 30 years or something like I I was the only young person doing it but it was so good I literally cannot even explain how much fun I had and you know what it reminded me of like when I was a kid I used to do dancing and somehow my dancing actually took me all the way to America and I danced in the Disneyland parade at like what Hollywood Studios or something whatever it is Universal Studios that's what it is I danced at like California screaming I danced all different places and I think like going back to dancing in front of an audience even if it was boots getting like completely different to what I have done in the past I felt myself reconnecting to my inner child and it was like I couldn't stop laughing I couldn't stop smiling it was so much fun and even though I didn't really know what the fuck I was doing and I was making mistakes and you know people were literally whipping out their cameras like recording us taking photos I had so much fun and I would do it again in a heartbeat so to remind us here first of all Push yourself out of your fucking comfort zone because it is so good for your growth and you never know what can come out of it. Number two, give line dancing a shot because it is so good if you just want to boogie and move your feet and it's just, it's honestly very easy to pick up. So yeah, anyway, that happens on the weekend. I'm very excited to go back to dance class. I got it tomorrow night and you know what? I'm buying cowboy boots. It's happening. I'm doing it because... I wore like my black boots when we were dancing and it's just not the same. Like I want those knee high cowboy boots to wear because just, oh, I just, I love it. I love the whole like country vibe now. I'm really digging it after that. So anywho, enough about me, enough about all of that. Let's hop into today's episode. Okay. Culture shocks. Number one, this is probably one of like the biggest shocks you will find when you go to Europe. And if you haven't heard of this already, then I feel like you're going to be blown away a little bit because it's quite like a what the fuck. But if you have been on TikTok, then you'll know this. Everybody talks about this. And that is you have to pay to use the toilet in basically everywhere you go in Europe. Now I know what's the fuck it's it's quite like it is quite shocking going there and that being the case considering in Australia you don't have to pay anywhere you go it's not a thing like it's it's quite a drastic culture shock going over there and 
having to pay to do like a natural thing. It's, it's quite like what I would say I was quite flabbergasted when I first figured it out. Now in, in many places, it definitely ranges from how much you pay. So sometimes you can pay like 50 cents. Otherwise, sometimes you can pay like two euros. Now that converts to about one dollar to like 3.50 AUD which imagine paying like three dollars fifty to take a wee I've got a small fucking butter like your girl has a small butter she has to pee every five seconds it was not sustainable for me literally ask anybody that knows me my go-to saying is hang on I just need to pee fuck I have to pee like let me just pee first is there a toilet here like literally that's all I say so it was quite I was quite stressed going there because I was like fuck I your girl has to pee all the time I need like I need to be able to use the toilet and I don't want to have to keep paying for it so but you know what in the end it actually wasn't that bad and you know why I really tried hard to utilize free toilets. Now I know, I know I said that in majority of places you have to pay, but there are a couple of exceptions. First of all, use the toilet before you leave your hostel. I know that sounds like pretty self-explanatory, but I will use it like four times before I leave. I And I just will empty that shit out, even if it's just a couple of drops, because I cannot deal with the thought like it. The, the feeling, if the, I need to go the slightest bit, I have to go. Like, I have not trained my bladder at all. It's shocking. So, utilize going to the toilet at your hostel. Trust me. Always go before you leave. Second of all, utilize the toilets on the trains. Majority of the trains will have working toilets. Use them. Trust me. Even if you don't need to go to the toilet, use the toilet on the train. They're not always the nicest. Some of them are kind of fucking grotty, but... You would rather that than either wee yourself or have to pay to use a toilet. Now, I know like paying what, like 50 cents to two euros is really not that much. I understand. But first of all, I just thought it was like uh, crazy that you even have to pay. So it was hard for me to justify. Second of all, if you think of the amount of times, especially with a small bladder, that like you would have to pee over the span of three months constantly using toilets like that, that is a lot built up you know what I mean so and obviously like when you're backpacking you're on a bit of a budget so I really if I could utilize a free toilet that's what I was going to do rather than pay for it so yeah I know it's not really a big deal spending like what one to 350 AUD on using the toilet but everything adds up when you're backpacking and you have to be smart so that's also what I did fun fact as well your girl literally nearly weed herself at one point so I think it was, it was a day I was arriving to the Netherlands and which was where I was volunteering for the next six weeks. And I think I had like a six hour train ride quite long and I was on the last leg of the train. So going onto the last train, I think it was about two hours. I just arrived at the train station ready to get on the two hour train. I think I had like a 10 minute layover and I was like, fuck, I kind of need to go to the toilet, but I know that there's toilets on the trains. So I'm not going to pay to use one. I'll go on the train. So, and I only had 10 minutes and I still have to find my platform. So I was like, it just worked out better for me because I do not want to be rushing I do not want to miss it, especially because I was in the middle of fucking nowhere. So I hobble along to my platform, get there, get on the train. The train starts moving. I wait about five minutes and I'm like, yep, ready to go to the toilet. So I hobble along to the toilet. 
what do you think my luck is? It literally, the only toilet on the fucking train was out of service. I literally, like my face went white. My jaw dropped to the floor. I nearly fell to the floor because I was like, holy shit. I'm on this train for two hours, two fucking hours. And I already have to go to the toilet. There is just no way. I'm either going to have to get off the train and find a toilet and get another one, piss in my drink bottle. Something's about to happen because I cannot hold it in. Well, funnily enough, your girl actually ended up falling asleep. Don't ask me how I did that. I literally have no idea because I can never concentrate when I have to go. But I think because I was in such a heightened situation, I was just, my body just let me, which thank fuck. So I think I fell asleep for about an hour, which definitely took some time off. And then the last hour, my legs were squeezed shut so much and I was just holding on for dear life, listening to music, trying to distract myself. Then when we arrived, I literally fucking bolted to the toilet. I was like, guys, get out of the way coming through. And I was sprinting. I don't think I've ever run so fast in my life. Meanwhile, my backpack was on my back, just like up and down. I wasn't like I was sprinting as fast as you can with a fucking like 13 kilo backpack on your back but I made it to the toilet. So in that case, like, yeah, 100%, I would justify spending money on the toilet. But in normal cases, utilize your fucking free toilets. Trust me, you will thank me later. So that's the first thing, paying to use the toilet. Number two is, I feel like this was a massive shock to me for sure, especially considering like being in Australia and then going to Europe, like the difference was huge. And that is just everybody smokes. Everybody fucking smokes. Like I thought it was insane. When you learn about smoking in school, especially in Australia, like I remember learning that smoking was a really bad, obviously, no, obviously it's really bad as in like it was a lot of people did it in Australia and, you know, we had a lot of bad cases. A lot of people were dying from lung cancer and I thought Australia was bad. And then when I went to Europe, oh my God, shit hit the fan. It was on a whole nother level. Obviously, if you smoke, no shade at all. I'm not trying to like diss anybody, but we do know smoking is bad for you. It's got really bad health consequences so it's like no news to anybody that smoking you know probably isn't the smartest idea for you to do but yeah when I went there I was like oh my god I was just so shocked at it as well like all the cigarette butts on the floor there's so many like literally everywhere you go people just like chuck their cigarette butts on the floor and they're just scattered all over the ground I think that what was very crazy as well is just like the accessibility for like smoking and vapes. Vapes were fucking everywhere. I know in Australia, like vapes really aren't that common to buy. I think, I mean, I don't really go out and buy vapes. Like it's not something I'm really, I'm really around. So I wouldn't really know. I'm pretty sure you get them from like the little like corner store things, like convenience, but it's like behind you know, like where you'd usually get like cigarettes, they're like behind a thing now. You can't actually see them. Well, in Europe, when you go buy vapes or like cigarettes, they're just everywhere. Like you can, like there's just, especially vapes, there's like a whole fucking display of them. They're everywhere. And I think one, like, it's just a little bit sad. I don't know. It just like, it doesn't really sit right with me, especially because 
Like it makes it so much more accessible for kids these days. Literally they're everywhere. Even like smoking in like with cigarettes, you can get them in, what are they called? Vending machines, like cigarette vending machines, which is insane. How would you even ask for ID in that? Like kids will, kids can access smoking like cigarettes and vapes so easy in Europe and it's scary I'm scared for that like the younger generation that doesn't really understand the health consequences especially of vapes because we really don't like there hasn't been enough research over a long amount of time to know what the negative health consequences are so I'm I'm it is a little bit scary um another thing as well with actually no with the selling of vapes like in Australia I'm pretty sure they're they're banned or something I don't know I don't really keep up with the vape laws but it sounds like I just said vape lord then but vape laws and then like whereas in Europe they're just literally everywhere so that was quite crazy as well I think another thing when it comes to smoking is that there is so much like secondhand smoke going on even though you may not be a smoker you may not want to smoke if people are smoking all around you, you literally have no other choice but to breathe in the air. And I remember I went to this club and I think it was the only club I went to. I didn't really go clubbing that much, but it was the only club I went to and that was in Croatia where people could just smoke inside the club. Now, obviously, basically, I think like any club you go to, you can vape inside the club where we know that we're used to that. Like it's a, it's just very normalized. Whereas smoking, Like, I have never been in that situation. Only when I was in Japan, when I was probably, like, in year five, which was a long time ago now. But, like, there were people smoking inside of a restaurant. Don't know if the laws are still the same, but that was a thing back then. Probably still is now. I don't really know. But that was the only kind of, like, similar experience I've had. So then when I went to this club, I was just very shocked that people could literally smoke all inside the club. I was like, again, flabbergasted, insane to me that that's like a legal thing for you to do because that would not be a thing whatsoever in Australia. You have like designated little smoking spots, but never smoking inside a club. And I think that that is really bad in a club environment for like people to be smoking. You're going to breathe that shit in so easy and get secondhand smoke exposure. So yeah, the second one, massive culture shock for me as someone who isn't a smoker isn't around that stuff that just smoking is everywhere not to steer you away from Europe though it really isn't that bad like I probably exaggerated it a little bit but just to me like someone I was shocked about that you probably might not be we're all different you know anywho number three so like in number one, I spoke about how you have to pay to use a toilet. Well, this is another big one that I was quite shocked about as well. And that is that you have to pay for water basically everywhere you go. Now, I didn't know this before I went. Despite, however, like many TikTok videos she watched, I did not know this. So I think I, the first stop I was in was London and then I went to Paris and I didn't pay for water at all during that time. I just didn't, I had my water bottle always filled with me. It didn't really come into my head that I was like, fuck, I really need some water. I need to buy some or get some from somewhere. So when I hit, where was I? Belgium. I I just was on a train for a long day and then I went, I got to Belgium and I was like, I'm fucking hungry. I'm going to go get some dinner. So I walked around, found a cute little restaurant and I got a margarita pizza because literally how could you go wrong? Sat outside the front of the restaurant and I was, I said to the, the waiter, I said, oh, can I please get some water? 
she brings, and I said tap water, I'm pretty sure. And she brings out this bottle of water. And I was like, oh, not really what I wanted, but look, is what it is. Can't do much about it. Then when I went to go pay, tell me why that shit was like five euros. That's literally the equivalent to about $8 AUD. Imagine spending $8 on some water. I was gobsmacked. Mind you as well, I just started my trips. I was like, fuck, if I'm going to be spending like this, no, tomorrow, she's not going to last three months. I mean, $8 really isn't that much. But for some water, which in a restaurant in Australia would be free. Again, gobsmacked. Very big culture shock for me. So then from then on, I learned my lesson. But I came to discover that everywhere you go, yeah, it's not free. Like restaurants, you have to pay for water at restaurants, which again, I think is quite crazy. Like I feel like if you're paying for food at a restaurant, you should get water complimentary, but that is just what we're used to in Australia though. So I don't know, it was weird, but my biggest tip for you when going to Europe is walk around with two water bottles have like your main one I brought my main one to be metal so I could keep my water nice and cold because obviously Euro summer is fucking hot and the last thing you want to do when you're trying to rehydrate yourself is to drink warm water like it just does not hit the spot so bringing a metal drink bottle is really good especially like at your hostels you can ask the bar if there's a bar there to fill it up with cold water a couple of places filled it up with icy cold water which was oh chef's kiss phenomenal after you've been walking around for a long time so yeah bring your bring a main metal drink bottle and then i would recommend while you're there like buy if you like do happen to buy a bottle of water keep that plastic bottle and use that like carry it around with you because having a spare drink bottle saved me so many times and it's it's not just about like spending money on water like it is what it is if you have to do it like you have to do that some places in australia here as well if you need a bottle of water But sometimes there is just no way you can buy water depending on where you are. Like if you're walking around for a long time, if you're hiking, like if you're doing certain walks, there isn't always an option for water, especially like if things aren't open. Like I just feel like it's better to be safe than sorry. Another thing as well is like there's not really any water taps to refill your water as it's, it's very limited. I found that in Switzerland, there were a lot in a lot of places, which was great. The water there was so fresh and cold. Oh my God. Good times. But yeah, just be smart with your water because it is a very crucial thing that you need to have with you. Otherwise, Euro summer, you will get parched, you will get dehydrated and then probably end up with a mad fucking headache and then burn yourself out because your body will be dead. So that is number three. Moving on to number four. This was a big one. This was a massive fucking shock for me. And that was the exchange rate. Dude, it is insane. Your money just goes poof, non-existent when you exchange it to euros. So for example, right, if you have 100 AUD, that converts to 60 euros. So you're losing like nearly half of the money you have. And I like converted obviously like a couple thousand when I did that. Oh, bro. Again, my face went white. I was like, fuck, this is not enough money to last me. I was planning out all in AUD, but I was actually fine. Like your girl was fine. She was stressing over nothing. I mean, things, I think things are definitely cheaper because not cheaper, but it's less euros because you, you have a more little amount. If that even is English, I don't even fucking know. But 
when I converted my money back, like the euros I have left over back into AUD, oh, she was motherfucking rich. I was literally in heaven when I did that. So that was a sleigh. But honestly, when I was in Europe, it just got to the point, like obviously when you're buying stuff, you would look at it and be like, oh, well, this croissant is like, what, two euros? That is equivalent to like 350 AUD. So you would, keep, you would keep converting it just to get a little bit of a gist of what you're spending money on, you know, if you can justify it or not. But after a while... I just stopped doing that. I was like, no, nah, there's just no point. It's just going to make me a little bit depressed. <laughs> like things like oh, kind of fucking expensive. I can't lie. After a while, it got expensive. I expected it, but I also didn't prepare myself for it. You know, like I did not mentally prepare myself for some prices that I spent, especially I think like hostels was a massive one. I didn't expect them to be that expensive. I think I was paying... Oh God, let me remember now, like 40 to 60 euros, which if we're doing, if we're talking, let's put in the middle, like 50 euros for a hostel, that's like maybe 75 AUD at a night for a hostel, which I think is like kind of expensive considering hostels are supposed to be pretty cheap, but is what it is. My fault for going in peak season and honestly, it wasn't really that bad. I had budgeted a hundred dollars a night. AUD so I was in the clear she was fine because I wanted to make sure I was I would be okay so that's number four number five this also these are all massive ones I've really started off with the huge ones but number five is the safety awareness you have to have in Europe is exceptionally high you have to stay alert keep your wits about you because they're pickpocketers they're scammers like people will steal your shit you have to be so careful with that stuff I know I heard lots of stories about people's phones getting stolen people's stuff in their hostels getting stolen their bags getting stolen just you have to be so careful and I think especially coming from Australia where that is not an issue it was a massive culture shock to go to Europe and have to worry about that all the time obviously wherever you go even where you're from in your hometown you have to keep your wits about you you know be street smart be like be alert don't be fucking stupid but in Australia it's just I don't have to be walking the street and worry that I'm gonna get pickpocketed you know what I mean or like on the train and worry that someone I mean that worry is always there but they don't have it on the the loudspeaker saying like beware pickpocket is pickpocket is all around they will steal your stuff like that is just glare like blasting at you all the time when you're at the train station on the trains it's just not a thing in Australia and that was um, that was a massive shock also kind of a scary shock because obviously like it's scary knowing that people are all around you that can just steal your shit and that if you're not smart and not paying attention like it's just gone like that see you later I'm fortunate enough to that I didn't have really a bad encounter at all but also I was educated before I went and I kept very smart I used my locks I zipped up my bag I always kept my phone in like my little bum bag in the front of me zipped up never never put my phone in my back pocket or in my pocket because that shit bro that's gonna get stolen so quickly again I know a couple of people who got their phones stolen and from that exact reason putting it in your pocket is literally the biggest no-no especially in crowded places people will steal that shit so easy so be very careful about that 
but I'm not trying to say this at all to scare you just beware but educate yourself before you go educate yourself on the types of scams that there are going on so for example if you're in a very busy place there's a scam that they'll people will throw you a bracelet and you'll automatically catch it because that's you know your reflex like you'll catch if catch something if it's being thrown at you and then when you catch it you know they demand you to pay for it another one is that people will offer you a gift so in a lot of forms it is in a bracelet and then you're like oh thank you like it's a gift you'll take it and then they demand money from it from you let me tell you though nothing is free if you're walking around people offering you shit it's not free do not take it avoid eye contact say no thank you and just walk in the other direction even though you may feel like a shitty person for just giving them a silent treatment you're much better to do that than get yourself in a really uncomfortable situation that can, you know, it could get out of hand. So just be smart with that stuff. Even as well, like when you're in the more uh, touristy places, people will come up and try to sell you things. Now, I don't think that those are necessarily scams. I remember like when I was under the Eiffel Tower in Paris, when I was at the Spanish Steps in Rome, people try and sell you like little knickknacks, roses, wine, just like cigarettes, like all sorts of stuff. These little light things that you throw up in the air, like they'll try and sell you so much stuff. And I don't think they're necessarily scams, but they're just people trying to sell you stuff. Again, they'll keep coming up to you. It could make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but just, just avoid, just say no, avoid eye contact, walk away. They're very used to it. People do that shit all the time to them. So yeah, even though you may feel like a shitty person, again, you'd rather do that than be, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. So just be, just be aware, just be aware. If you are going to Europe, safety awareness is a massive thing. Your parents will probably say this to you over and over and over again because they know all about the scams and like how it is quite a scary place in that sense. Like there are lots of pickpocketers and stuff like that. So to do your parents happy, just make sure that you do your research and just stay alert because that's like my dad and my mom were worried about me because of that reason. But I was just alert. I stayed smart and I was fine. So you will be fine as well. Another thing or adding on to that as well with safety awareness is at the beach too. You have to be very careful with leaving your stuff on the beach because again, people will steal that shit, especially European beaches get so fucking busy. So you have to really be careful and like comparing that to Australia, again, that's not really an issue. Obviously, when I'm at the beach and I'm going swimming, I always keep an eye on my valuables when I'm going into the water. Like I always have them in sight. I'm looking back every now and then. I'll cover my stuff up so you can't really see what it is. And I put my stuff like close to the water, but I always have my eyes on it, but I don't really get worried that someone's going to steal it because I I feel like you know, people are pretty genuine in Australia and they wouldn't really do that. I mean, obviously there are people who would, but for the most part, I've never had a bad encounter. But in Europe, again, pickpocketers, scammers, a massive thing. Be very careful. If you're going to the beach, maybe try and go with somebody else. That was a big help. So then you can like take turns going to the water. Just keep an eye on your stuff though. Whenever I went to the beach by myself, I always tried to go to like more secluded areas and like secluded places. So where I was, I was just kind of like me on my own and I could like see my stuff so easy and not have to worry about somebody stealing it kind of thing. It is a bit hard if you're going to all the touristy places, but if you go to the low key places, I feel like it's kind of easy to find places like that. So otherwise bring your phone into the water. That's what I did a couple times. Got to do what you got to do. Obviously don't fucking put it underwater because then you won't have a working phone, but 
because I think it's very important to always bring a phone with you. Otherwise, you could get lost and then you're kind of fucked. So, yeah, that's just my little tip for you. Anywho, on to number six, the lucky last culture shock that I've got for today. Again, if you like this, if you like this episode and you want to hear more, I will be doing a part two. So, do not worry, we've got more. But number six is just Amsterdam, period. The whole fucking place is just crazy. It is like the biggest culture shock I've had going to a place, like the whole area. There are so many things that you go, you walk around, you're like, what the fuck? First of all, bikes, like roads are made for bikes. Literally, the bike paths there are insane. If you like riding a bike, it's literally heaven for you. I was more scared to be walking and off a bike than I was to be on a bike because they will fucking like ride you over, not run you. I guess run you over, but like people on bikes are just like fearless. They will just go. They're relentless. But because the the roads are made for bikes, like they have right away basically everywhere, which is crazy. So it is honestly safer to be on a bike than it is to be off a bike. But riding around those streets in and anywhere in the Netherlands, it's not just Amsterdam, anywhere in the Netherlands, it's just so peaceful because it's really easy to get around everywhere. It's all made for you. And I just love how it's so environmentally friendly compared to, you know, all the cars that we've got in Australia and basically everywhere else in the world. It's so refreshing to go there and it's just, they'd be full of bikes. I just feel like it's so happy, peaceful, just good vibes. I loved that aspect of it. I was in shock. We drove, we, you know, I was on the train and we went past a train, another train station and you know, obviously how there's like a rack of bikes, people can rack their bikes too when they're going to work or on the train for the day. I was just gobsmacked as to how many bikes there were because obviously they have to have a big space for the amount of bikes. But it's like, imagine like a car parking lot, but just full of bikes. I was gobsmacked. It's just insane because it's not full of cars. It's full of bikes. Like hashtag environmentally friendly. That was really cringe. Anywho, bikes, crazy. Next thing This is a huge one. If you think of Amsterdam, you will think of the red light district. And if you don't know what that is, it's basically a street just full of girls in the in these windows dancing, trying to get like guys to come up. Not just guys, guys, girls to come inside. And it's basically just like a street of prostitution, as I would describe it. But it is legal. It's legal in Amsterdam for that to be a thing. Which crazy again gobsmacked because prostitution i'm pretty sure basically in i mean i don't know actually no i'm not gonna say make that fact because i don't know but in a lot of places in australia like in australia for example is illegal prostitution is illegal i'm like 99 percent sure about that one could be wrong but i'm pretty sure it's fucking illegal well i know we don't have anything like that so to go there to walk along this strip that's so normalized and just for girls to be dancing in the windows you know in their little lingerie trying to get you inside to do some kind of sexual act whatever that may be you know I didn't participate in it so not really sure what goes on in there I can only imagine but it's just like insane to walk past and that just be so normalized I think it was a cool thing to see for sure if you go to Amsterdam it's something that like top of the bucket list you have to see it because I just think it's so crazy but it's it's a very odd thing I feel like I was quite torn about going 
half of me was like, this is very empowering, you know, look at you girls, go, slaying in life, you know, you all look great, sliving. But the other part of me was, you know, how many of these girls don't actually want to be here? Are they, do they feel the need to sell their body because they are struggling in life? Or, you know, obviously I know that sex trafficking is a thing. I was kind of a little bit scared on that, not scared, but doubtful on that half and obviously with any like sex industry there always is that worry about trafficking so it was I was quite torn when I was there but great experience definitely recommend going if you do go to Amsterdam I feel like it's just a thing that you have to see inside the red light district as well another culture shock was the fact that there are like little how, how would you even describe them I guess like urinals but just in the street where you can like see the piss hitting the floor basically, but it's all covered so you can't see the guy who's doing it. But they're like in the streets of Amsterdam's, you can just like piss on the street. Why is that a thing? I, why? I don't know. First of all, it's a little bit kind of fucking sexist because where's the female one for that? Especially if you have to pay to use the toilet. Second of all, it smells like ass. It smells so bad. The streets literally the smell of piss just lingers. It's quite a disturbing thing. I can't lie. That is something I just could not get around. If there was a female one like Slay, I would use it. I don't know if women could use that one, but I was not about to go forage my way into this little urinal filled with men pissing. Fuck no. But it was just a very odd thing. I've never seen anything like that in such a public place. And the fact that the streets literally reeked of piss. That's another thing as well. A lot of places in Europe did have a piss smell. It was it was a common thing. I remember Berlin was definitely one of them that smelled like piss. So that's something to keep in mind. It's a great thing. And then again, lucky last thing for Amsterdam, which if you think of Amsterdam, if you think of the Netherlands, this is something that will come to your head. And that is the concept of coffee shops. Oh, crazy. What was that noise? I don't know, but just like blows my mind. that It's so like normalized and it's legal. If you don't know what a coffee shop is, it's not what it sounds like. Fun fact, at coffee shops in the Netherlands, it's harder to get coffee than it is to buy weed because coffee shops in the Netherlands are basically like it's made for you to buy weed, marijuana, whatever you want to call it. And you can just sit down and just smoke, smoke weed in the fucking coffee shop. Mind-blowing. If you've never like experienced something like that, going to one of those and witnessing it, it's just so fucking odd. Like it's so normalized and it's illegal. Coming from Australia, it's not a legal thing here. I mean, fucking every man and his dog know somebody who does it or like you know what I mean it's not really that hard to get in Australia but it's not legal so going there and then just being so out in the open and not have to not have to be worried about you know getting arrested or like the cops being called on you it's, it's crazy it's just like such an odd thing so definitely going into one you don't have to buy weed but just seeing what it's like it's pretty crazy So that's basically all we've got, guys, for today's episode, the six little culture shocks that I had when I visited Europe. Like I said, I've definitely got a lot more up my sleeve. So if you liked this episode, please let me know. Um, If you have anything you want to add to this episode, any questions about my experience, please don't hesitate to contact me. 
check out my socials. They're all linked in the description, but I've got like my podcast Instagram, my main Instagram, my TikTok, any of that. Let me know. Even comment below, comment below, I guess, like in a little question thing I'll have for you. I'm really bad at these fucking closing things. I never know what to say. It's just like word vomit. I have to get better at it, but you guys know I'm just very go with the flow. It is what it is. We never try and be perfect here. It's always a little bit, a little bit cray cray. Oh, I don't know why I just said cray cray. I'm not fucking 14. Anywho, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you're all having a wonderful week whenever you are listening to this and pushing yourself out of that little comfort zone of yours and trying to be the best version of yourself because that is what we're all about here. Life is short. We only get one chance. So may as well do shit that fucking scares you so you can feel alive. Anywho, guys, I had fun in today's episode and I will hopefully, if you want to join me next time, talk to you next week. Okay, bye. <laughs>